and welcome back to another episode of International Immersion, a podcast where we seek to connect various peoples, cultures, and provide an environment where we can learn about each other and foster a more inclusive and open-minded environment. So for today's podcast, I have my good friend uh, Scarlett on, and we thought it'd be interesting since we both have lived in China. She's from China and I'm from the U.S., but having lived in China, we thought it'd be interesting to talk about the differences between the Chinese cities we've been to and what we notice based on where we're from, me being a, you know, a foreigner and her being a res resident or citizen of China. So Scarlett, it's good to have you on tonight. Thank you for having me, Sean. Oh, you're quite welcome. So, you know, it's kind of neat because we've both, you know, you're from China and then I've lived in China for nearly four years before I returned to the U.S., and, you know, we've both traveled in China and we've been to many cities and we have different, uh, you know, perspectives on them. But I think there's a lot that we can talk about, you know, and compare and contrast our opinions and thoughts about the cities that we've been to and, you know, whatever else. Yeah, right. Mm. So um, I know you've been to many cities in China. Uh, you definitely have different uh, have different perspectives from what I have, like as a Chinese resident, I was um, I was one hundred percent made in China. So <laughs> I spent uh, my um, thirty years life in China in uh, some of the major cities like Tianjin, Shanghai, and Xi'an. So um, yeah, I feel really um, I love all these cities, but I can tell um, these cities are very very different. Um, so we can talk a little bit on that. Yeah, that's, yeah, and, you know, for sure, and, you know, just for the reference, you know, I lived primarily in Hangzhou the entire time I was there, but I did travel to Shanghai many times, uh, went to Xi'an, went to Xining, uh, went to Dunhuang, um, Xiamen, and, um, and uh, where else, and uh, Haiko and Sanya on uh, Hainan, so all those cities were unique, and I definitely saw the differences and and the different characteristics that define each city. So I think that'd be a good place for us to start is just kind of breaking down the characteristics of these cities and, you know, showing people what the, what to expect if they went there. Yeah. Right. Um, so let's begin with my hometown. <laughs> Tianjin, uh, which unfortunately I've not been to yet. Oh, you haven't been to, and you haven't even explored Beijing. I know I've been, like all down the middle of China and parts of the south, but I've not been to the north or northeast yet. Yeah, maybe um, you can come next year. <laughs> Hopefully next year, yes. <laughs> Cross our fingers. Let's see. Let's see where the universe takes us. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so uh, I was born in, um, in that city, uh, Tianjin. It's a coastal city next to Beijing. Mm -hmm. It only takes... 30 minutes if you go from Beijing to Tianjin by train, by the express train. So um, it's pretty large city. Um, uh, at the very beginning, I think it's one of the important port um, to, uh, from China to the outside world. If you go back, really go back in history, like a hundred years ago, it was one of the important ports. So it's, um, uh, it was kind of, if you go and explore that city, you can see a lot of colonial buildings. You know, oh, that's neat. So there, so yeah. it's 
they've maintained a lot of the their like the colonial heritage from the last few centuries. Yeah, yeah. It's um right now that zone is called Wu Da Dao. It's like located in the middle, in the center part of the city, and it's very, very famous for tourism because you see different different types of buildings. Oh, that's really neat. European, European style, different types of building, all cramped in that region. You know, you can go and see the Italian tile style building, and there was a there there is a very very big cathedral, very famous. Mm. Yeah, it was all in that district. So I love that part. And um, it's in center of the city and a lot of, and, and right now it's a kind of a CBD and a lot of companies are there. So I used to work in that region. Okay, so. so a lot of fun if you go and walk. Okay, that's neat. So it has definitely more of a architectural variety in terms of different yeah. types of buildings. How would you describe like the feel, the like the characteristics? Is it more, like, you know, how would you define it? Like, you know, every city has like a different feel to it in terms of the characteristics that define it. So it's definitely got this architectural diversity. What, what else, what other characteristics would you say define Tianjin? Okay, I will say it's, um, the city is pretty chill. It's, uh, it's a kind of laid back city. You can go and live there very comfortably and it's not, they're not living in a very fast pace. Um, people are relaxed and fun to talk with. And another thing is that as well, of, uh, um, Tianjin people are famous for like their talk show. It's a, it's like <laughs> it's not like their talk show, but it's a kind of a stand, stand up arts. Uh, one of the ancient, I mean, traditional type of uh, stand up arts originated from that city. It was in the Qing Dynasty when people were uh, this. There, there, there were like artists talking and uh, talking. Uh, making uh, jokes or talking on a bridge and people are, uh, will, will be there and uh, it was a kind of uh, art and it's right now it's still famous for that art and it, I don't know if you have, have ever seen that I think it's called crosstalk or something in English I've I've heard of it so you can say that you know Tianjin is famous for some of its comedy it's comedic yeah. okay yeah comedic yeah. aspects that's neat I think the English word may be crosstalk because it takes like uh, two people. Uh, they have to like maintain a dialogue that keeps like. Yeah, it takes yeah. two people. One of them is like giving all the puns, and another one is kind of a supportive um, role. So it's a uh, it's funny and it's. You can very say like you have an way. instigator and then the collaborator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, so you can say uh, that city is pretty chill. People are uh, living in a slow pace, and also people are very, um, mostly they're funny because they speak in um, strange dialect. It's a, uh, it's more like that's everywhere. Know, that's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if you, but as a native Chinese, uh, I often speak like Mandarin, very basic Mandarin. If I go to other places in China, but sometimes when I talk. On the phone with my family, with my parent, with my mom, people will, will listen to our conversation and start laughing because of my accent. It's not that they're making fun of it. It's just because it's so funny. The sounds are so funny to Chinese native speakers. Maybe you cannot get it, but for if you ask a, like a southerner in China, they will say it's no Tianjin dog is so funny. I love that okay. because uh, they have kind of yeah range right. No. So also they're people that are very humorous. Okay, so you could say, yeah, yeah, humor is a huge defining point of Tianjin. 
So that's neat. Okay. So yeah, architecture right. is unique. The humor is neat. You know, is there anything else you would, you could talk about? Um, so uh, the architecture, I would say, let's go back a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. It's not like unique. It's one of the, the characters. It's one of the, I think I would say a snapshot in history that many cities in China have that same type of uh, colonial building. If you go explore uh, in Shanghai and in Qingdao, you see yes. this, you can see the same type of building. And it's always like the same type of thing. And they also uh, reserve like a special region for that building. Uh, to yeah, Shanghai up. has it has the, yeah. the British section, the, the French thing. section. Yeah, it's the same thing. So uh, um, I think maybe in another city in Dalian, you can also spot that type of building too. Um, and so other characters, characteristics of that city, I would say, um, Mm, it's kind of overshadowed by Beijing. <laughs> or I've a, heard people say it's Beijing's port city. <laughs> yes, right. That's that's the literally that's the Chinese um, name of that city. Tianjin is the port of um of the empire. Oh, the yeah. empire. makes so sense. Uh, yeah, so it's kind of uh, it's developing, but still Beijing is the biggest is that Beijing gets all this priority and people um people there are living in a um comparatively good life but not really uh if you want to really make money you want to go to some other cities that is like I see um, maybe more cosmopolitan there's more like people yes. up on the you know up and coming I see okay so Tianjin is actually first tier it's one of the first tier cities, but they don't um, treat it as a first tier. <laughs> it's like they're supporting everything. Uh, they're supporting Beijing and kind of surpassed and overshadowed by this by Beijing. So a lot of Tianjin local they uh, choose to go to work to to choose to find a job in Beijing. Oh, like you said, because. I know they're very close together, so they actually could commute to and from. They can commute, or they can just live in Beijing. I used to work in Beijing. I'm, um, I used to work in Beijing for two years. Um, yeah, for better, for better income, for better payment, of course. And uh, if you find the same type of job in Tianjin, you can find a job, but they will pay you less. It's more like, yeah, it's it's not. It's more like a different economy. That just. Uh, Offer differently, and that—that's what I've noticed in different places in China. Like you could just see the difference, like you know, and what you know, not just, not how much you could earn versus how much you have to pay. Like you know, the taxis that I took in every different city, the tax, the the initial fare was different in each in each city. Like Hangzhou, yeah. where I was at, it was like eleven, but when I was in Xi'an, it was five point five yuan. Yes, yeah, because uh, China is really a very large. Uh, but very populated compared yes. to the United States. So it's really, yeah. really different. Uh, there are many, many um, different characters among the cities. So you can see um, people are different and the industries are different. And the one thing I will say from a foreign perspective is that regardless of what city it is it or what, if, what city it is, there are huge commuter cities here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In terms right. of population because, you know, 
some cities here have a few million. That's a, not a very big city in China. <laughs> Most cities, like Shanghai is 24 million, Beijing are the same, Chongqing similar. So it's like yeah. <laughs> here, that's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, everyone um, don't, people don't really have um, too much resources to them, to their, to themselves. So it's more like you have to compete. It's very competitive in Chinese cities if you want to make a living or, I definitely saw that in my time over there. There's a lot of competition between people and businesses trying to get ahead of each other, for sure. You know, and that, and then kind of comparing that, because I was, like I said, I, I lived in Hangzhou for nearly four years consistently, when I, unless I was traveling somewhere else. And Hangzhou is really unique in that it's definitely a modern city, but they definitely maintain some of the older aspects of it, especially around the Westlake District, which is absolutely amazing. And uh, there's some market areas that are really nice. And it's just a very beautiful city. It's, there's a lot of greenery. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of, you know, you know artificial, you know, islands and other things around Westlake. And it's just very, it, it's very relaxing. You know, I love to take walks to the gardens or go around the lake. It's very neat. And then just, and it's like the lake. It's funny, like the, the north side and the east side, it's all the city. But if you go on the, but if you go on the south, and the wet west side, it's all foliage, and that was really neat to see. So it's really kind of neat seeing that. It's I just say it's a very diverse city, and there's a and there's there's something for everyone. You know, Alibaba has got you know his headquarters there, yeah. But and you have a lot of you know a lot of startups, and you know there's a lot of economic activity going on, but they still have that you know very down to earth you know cultural and cultural you know and societal aspects that have dated that. Have, been there for a long time so i just find it's a very balanced city and you know and compared to shanghai i like shanghai too it's very cosmopolitan it's a there's a lot more going on there but i prefer living in hangzhou than actually in shanghai it's just i find that hangzhou is a very balanced city and almost and a lot of chinese under foreigners i talked to they 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 would agree with me they think it's just hangzhou is a very nice it's a very balanced place to live shanghai is cool go there for the weekend party party do stuff but I personally liked Hangzhou more than Shanghai, just, you know, across the board, but it was a neat, it's a neat city. And, you know, it, you know, I, I didn't spend four years there if I didn't like it. <laughs> of course. I agree with you. Um, I can, I have to say, so um, everyone feels the same way about Shanghai. It's more like a big, big uh, hub for economy, for finance, for all kinds of industry. Do you know that Shanghai is an industrial it's not totally a financial city. It's an industrial city. It's oh, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a very manufacturing-centered. So there, um, it's, uh, it's all, there, there are a lot of factories in that um, place, in that city. And uh, you, if you want to live in Shanghai, it costs you a little bit much <laughs> compared to if you want to live in the same standard, under the same standard of living, uh, you have to pay more. Because everything's just a, a little bit more expensive, maybe for everyone. So, um, yeah, it's a very busy city and uh, just too many people. Too many <laughs> yeah. people. My, my favorite thing I learned was, or fun, I shouldn't say favorite, funniest thing, Ren Shan Men Hai, people, mountain people, oh. people, mountain people, ocean. Ren Shan Men Hai. Of course. So, uh, have you ever tried? Have you ever tried those uh, subways in Shanghai? 
oh, I tried subways in Hangzhou oh, and Shanghai and the places you feel yeah. like a sardine in a can during rush hour. You're just literally like this. <laughs> You're getting you scrunched know, up. You know, the, the lines, they have already built how many lines? I don't know, 10 or 13, 15 lines, but still you cannot help it. It's a People are still uh, having difficulties commuting because there's just too many it, people. Even though there's, even though the Shanghai subway is a very elaborate system, it's just the yeah. population is so large. It's efficient. Yeah. It's just not enough. It's still not enough. It's still not enough. On a, especially with the cars on a, on those roads, they also get congested. Yeah. <laughs> Every yeah. day. Ducha, <laughs> traffic jam, ducha, <laughs> traffic jams everywhere. But I, I find that was pretty common in most Chinese cities. And, and it was always interesting to see the differences in how people drive in each city. Like Hangzhou, people are pretty laid back, whereas other cities, they're much crazier. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just, um, you just can't help it. People are, there are just too many people. Yeah, yeah I spent um, four years in Shanghai, but I was in college. Uh, I went to the... Um, um, Maritime University in Shanghai. It's in Pudong District, so yeah. it's uh, mm -hmm. really it takes the forty minutes for you to walk from my school to the to that tower. Oh, the pearl, the, the pearl tower. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. pearl tower. Yeah. So um, it was a it was a beautiful place, but um, I didn't really go get a chance to explore that city that much as a visitor or traveler because I was I was like studying, but I really um, made many friends with the Shanghai people. Um, yeah, with those with those locals, I have classmates, I have friends uh, who are Shanghai people, and they you know they speak very differently. <laughs> I have noticed that, like, you know, when I try yes. to speak Chinese to people, if they don't use standard Mandarin, sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, I don't understand those yeah. things at all. Yeah, it's, um, at the very beginning, it's really hard when they're, um, it's because, because China has diverse cultures and different cities speak different dialects. I was, um, I think everyone feels the same, especially in my, in my age, that was like 10 years ago. While we, while we were in university, people speak differently, different dialects, and people from different parts of China all get gathered together and they speak different dialects. And um, it takes some time for them to adjust to yeah. talking to each other, try to understand each other. For for me, as a, uh, I, I come from a northern part of China, northern city, so I don't understand a word of what they're saying you know yeah the dialects people. definitely differ even more if you go north to south it's like you know the you know the changzhanghe yeah. the yangzi north or south of that i can figure out because i speak like mandarin i speak in tianjin dialect but they have the same type of pronunciation but if you're talking to local shanghai people there's no way that you understand it <laughs> you need to get yourself immersed in that culture in order to understand their language. So that's the difference. I mean, in the United States, you just all speak English. Some yeah, we have different Spanish. we have different accents here. You know, I wouldn't. You, know, you have you, different you, accents. You could say maybe there are some dialects, but generally it's it's accents. You know, and even yeah. if you even if you go to the UK or New Zealand or Australia, most of the time we can understand each other really no problem. There may be some contextual situations you may be like what but it's not there's not as much diversity or 
But whereas right. in China, it's just amazing the amount of dialects that vary from place to place. It's just unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's uh, people speak differently. Is communication is big issue in China because we use different, let's say, dialects. Yeah. yeah. You know, another in another city we've both been to, and you said you lived there for a couple of years, is Xi'an, and yeah, in in Shanxi Province or more of central China in uh, Shanxi Province. Yeah. And that's what in what I found interesting about Xi'an was that it was just it's very different it's very unique in its own right because it's has so much history and cultural significance and then it has you know it's you know it's a typical Chinese city but unlike Shanghai or Hangzhou it's it's not as modern I mean there's still, it's it's modern buildings and everything but there's just that more that's that aged feel to the city you know the people there you know it's just there's the Muslim quarter where you have a lot of the markets and everything. Well, there's so much of the history that's left. You know, the terracotta yeah. army is there. A lot of the emperor's tombs complexes are all there. So it's just, there's a lot more. It's just, I think, richer in a way than other cities. History, yes. Um, I think Xi'an is one of the tourist destinations for foreigners. If you talk about uh, uh, China, you want to go visit Xi'an for its history. You can yes. go uh, terracotta warriors and people. Um, it's a famous city, historical city. Um, I was there um, for. I, I worked there as it was like uh, it was in not twenty fourteen. So I moved to Xi'an and I started to work as an English teacher and uh, teaching some kind of um, um, courses and also uh, started my, I, I started a yoga house <laughs> with a friend nice. there, yes, with my roommate. So um, what I love about Xi'an, one thing is food. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, really, well, I really put on a lot of weight <laughs> when I was there. So um, the food is so, uh, I think they try to manage to keep the traditional type of eating habits so they also uh, have um if you have been to the muslim street and you have yes you you, you may have tried all this out me so, and my friends we were there for literally a whole day and we did nothing but stop eat stop the next place and eat yeah. and we <laughs> I, I i swear by the time we were done we were like oh we felt like we gained like 100 pounds yeah. because we had tried so many different kinds of food you know we eaten whatever all this stuff and it was amazing and it was really neat to see the diversity there you know tourists there both chinese and foreign tourists but you see the people from other parts of china and they each have their own different styles and their own you know food you know the foods that they've had their traditional foods that they're you know catering to uh it was just it was just really neat and then also seeing kind of the older older stuff versus the newer stuff it was just a really neat city in that and you don't get that same experience in other Chinese cities. Yes. So, um, but I don't think it's a very famous, uh, very popular tourist spot for, for Chinese people, uh, generally speaking. I mean, um, but yeah, because people are not very into all this historical stuff. <laughs> you don't have to, I mean, as, <laughs> not everyone are into historical stuff. I mean, as a, um, um, Especially with the Chinese people, I live really near to Beijing, so I but I've never been to the Great Wall. So it's not a deal. It's like it's, 
it's not a big deal for us. So I've never been there. It's more like okay, it's something. Well, just just like yeah, that. just like anything, if you if you go to it all all the time, or if it's something you hear about all the time, it just becomes not not that big of a deal. It's like you know, yeah. if you go to the Great Wall again, and again, and again, the other. You know, I just think it's just a wall, <laughs> <laughs> a cool wall, but eventually the the grandeur and the interest starts to kind of decline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, we need distance in order yes. to realize the value of that. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. It's like the longer you're away from something, or the less you have it, the more you want it, or the more you appreciate it. Because something like you know, exactly. whatever if you have ac access to something all the time, it, it, the importance decreases because you don't have to do anything to get it, or you have to do, or only there's less you have to do. And then, and I must say, like, and then when I went out to West China. Uh, this Dunhuang, which is in Gansu province. It, it's not a big city, but it's a, a very historical city on the old Silk Road. That was like night and day versus other cities. It wasn't as big. It was more small scale and it was just much older. And there's a, it, it felt more like a, a, you were going back in time in a way. Yeah. And that was really neat because you don't get that, like I said, in most cities. Xi'an, you get that to an extent, but it's still very modern. But that far out west... That was a very unique experience, you know. It's in the desert, so it's it really it was a neat place, and the food was very good because you know you have foods from the Xinjiang, Gansu, and other areas, and you have a pretty diverse group of people there as well. And also, you know, one thing that as a foreigner, I got a lot of attention there because there were not many foreigners there, <laughs> you know. So I got a lot of looks, and I was like, just I, you know. <laughs> Gotta get used to that. Oh, you know, I, I got very used to it. But like, you know, living in Hangzhou, people are used to foreigners there, so it's not as. But whenever I go to Westlake, especially during holidays, when people from other places came, that's when you got, oh my gosh, foreigner, 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 and you got a lot of attention. But among most of the local, Hong, you know, Hangzhou Ren or the people, not so, not so much. But they still, it'd be, they still look at you, but it wouldn't be the same amount of attention as people who were from other places with less foreigners. That's an interesting point because um, it's funny because Western faces are so rare. We are basically indigenous nation, and most of the nations in China are local indigenous people. Yeah. So it's more it's not like a um, what you can uh, have here in the United States or in Europe. Uh, people with different uh, coming from different racial backgrounds, they all live together. So it's a it's um it's not like that, but Chinese cities are very exclusive. They're very homogeneous. You know, they're very, yeah. you know, you know, we're in the U.S. Yeah. If you go to any city or even, you know, lo even larger towns, you'll see a, a much wider range of diversity. But, you know, I know there are 53 ethnic groups in China, but the Han, you know, Hanzu or the Han are by far the largest majority and the largest percentage yeah, of those. They're, they're, they're actually 56. That's right, 56, thank you. Uh, 56, um, so with 55 minority groups. Um, so they all live in uh, their indigenous region for the most part, I think. Um, so it's not, it's not, uh, uh, it's not like, the you know, you don't see that much contrast in, in There's that. There's not as much like, you know, you like, yeah, like you said, they're they're not as there's not as much mixing going on. They're kind yeah. of more they still in, in their traditional areas. That's very yeah, true. Yes, yeah. it's a, a lot of them are still living in their own lifestyle that they have kind of inherited from their 
um, past generations and they kind of uh, live in an old traditional kind of uh, lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So it's, yes. uh, so it's uh, really funny. And also, uh, if you think about it, people are really different because they speak differently. They're, they, they have different kind of lifestyle too. And, um, and considering the large um, I mean, space in that yes. country, yeah. it's, a, it's not an easy thing. <laughs> yeah, and that's, and you can you see that in in e, e, and you can see that in each city kind of with the people who are there. They're all very homogeneous, especially from a U.S. perspective. But, yeah. you know, you can also see kind of just the, the differences, pace of life, you know, the maybe the affluence, you know, whether it's uh, there's you can tell there's more economic activity versus less. You could definitely see that, but yeah, I mean, if you're if you're if you're going to a Chinese city as a foreigner, don't be surprised if you, if you're the only person who looks like he was on the entire street. I mean, that's very common, and you know, a lot of people get weirded out by that. But that's you're gonna have to accept it, and accept a lot of people like, oh, look, staring at you or looking at you. So, yeah. my favorite my favorite thing is sometimes they'll uh, people will come up and just take a picture, and I'll tell them in Chinese like. Do you want a picture? And they'll be like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> it's like, you know, just please ask me before you take a picture of me at random. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny. Um, so, uh, do you like? Um, uh, you mentioned there are other cities that you've been to. Yes. Oh, well, here's the question: Which city is your favorite? <laughs> You know, I, I can't say I have a specific favorite. I would say when it comes to living life, it, my general favorite would be Hangzhou because <laughs> I find – I just have had – I think I would have – I've had the best quality of life living yeah. in Hangzhou versus all the cities. When it comes to like city – when, when it comes to a lot of other factors, I'd probably say my next favorite would be Xi'an just because it's so diverse. There's so much history and, you know, I like history. So I just find – find an affinity with Xi'an. But Dunhong was also nice. Shanghai is really neat. It's, you know, a lot of cool things. If, you want, if you're in a business or you want to do a startup, it's a great place to go. But I've also been to Xiamen. I really enjoyed Xiamen. It's it's kind of, it's different. You know, it's a coastal town, but they have, they definitely have some of the colonial heritage, especially one of the small islands next to, called uh, Galangyu. They have all the colonial buildings. And that was really neat because I actually spent the night there with a couple of my buddies when we were traveling down there. We stayed at a hostel on the island. That was pretty neat, and, uh, yeah, and the seafood like and the seafood in Xiamen was amazing. And Xiamen University was very unique, you know, really neat architecture. And so Xiamen was really nice. And then I've also been to Hainan, which is the island just south of China, close to Vietnam. And it was very vacate. It's very much a tourist destination. So you know, we stayed, I went there with my girlfriend. We stayed at a resort there. Very nice, you know. A great place for a vacation. Not so much. There wasn't a lot to do, but it was great just to go relax, go on the beach, explore the area. It was nice. And then um, I've also climbed uh, Yellow Mountain or, or Huangshan in uh, Anhui province. And then I also climbed Huashan, which is outside of Xi'an. Hmm. Those are cool places. But, you know, the cities all have their unique charm. And it's interesting because you know, I travel with my Chinese buddies and it was always interesting. We talk about the places we go to, like we're doing now, talking about what I thought of it versus what they thought of it, you know, differences, similarities, you know, like, oh, I never thought about this or, oh, I never thought about it that way just because of where we're from and what, and how we, and how we, you know, intake the world around us. Yeah. 
Sure. Um, yeah, we have um, we may have different perspectives because because of uh, where we from come from. I mean, um, it's funny when you are seeing this city from an outsider's view, and uh, you may have some interesting perspectives. So yeah, and I think that's really important because you know you you may see things and and you may have these perspectives and you take the, certain things away from it. But having someone from from the same country or vice versa you can get different perspectives that you yourself may not think about or even realize. Mm -hmm. And by sharing, that's how you can create a more holistic, you know, picture of something. So, yeah, and there's no right way, wrong way. It's just people are, are intake things yeah, differently. Yeah. And yeah. I think, and I think that's, people need to accept that and understand that. And I think if people do that more, they'll, they'll become more mentally healthy and also they can appreciate more. Yeah. Right. Yeah, unfortunately, I've not been to Beijing. I know I've been in China four years, but not been to Beijing, so I can't really say it. But I met, but I've heard a lot about it, so I know there's a lot that can be said about Beijing. It's the capital, and there's you know, there's definitely history, you know, history, you know, economic economic aspects, and many others. But and then I'd really like to go up to northeast China, you know, maybe hit some of the cities up there, like Harbin. I heard is really nice, and then um, yeah, but well, there's and also I've been to Luoyang. I went to Luoyang last year and that was, you know, it was kind of, it was kind of simple because I was only there literally a day and a half. So I didn't have, didn't have much to do or time to do much, but it was a modern city, but they, but I could see there was a lot of history, especially in the areas around Luoyang. I didn't get a chance to go to them, but it was, uh, you know, it's one of the old, you know, imperial cities. So it's definitely a new it's place. A, it's another historical city. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's like in the center of the nation. So if you go to cities uh, in Henan district, Luoyang is in Henan district. Mm -hmm. So I'll say that Henan is the origin of Han of the Han culture. No, yeah, because that's and, it's on the uh, on the sorry. coast. It's just you know it, it kind of it's on the Yellow River. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's um there are a lot of uh, if you go into the, the Chinese uh, history or literature you find the figures, uh, important figures and people from um, that region. Mm -hmm. so, so, yeah, very, very important historical city. But if you, but because of the location, it's uh, kind of hard and uh, it takes more money if you want to develop and, and invest and do some business in that place. But, yeah. Yeah, because the first few dynasties kind of originated in, the, in that general yeah. area. The Xia, yeah. The, Xia and the then the Shang and the Zhou, so yeah. But but, um, but there's so many other cities. You know, I've heard I have a friend from from Chongqing, and she said it's just it's 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 very large, it's very cosmopolitan, and very like you know up and coming. Yeah, you like the hot pot there in Chongqing. Yes, Chongqing, <laughs> the hot pot and the food there is very famous. And people don't know what hot pot is. It's like a it's it's awesome. All I can say it's awesome. You know, it's and then. Chinese barbecue or shalco as they call it is also very good. So oh, I miss that so much. <laughs> yes, shalco. and it was always cool because every city I went to, I had the barbecue. I remember in Luoyang, you know, we got in really late because we took a fat, we took a fast train from Shanghai to Luoyang. It took us six hours. It was a pretty cool ride. We got there around midnight and we got to a hotel and I'm like, I haven't had dinner yet, so I went out and got a barbecue and. I got a lot of looks like, you know, there's a foreigner walking around. Then I go in and start talking Chinese and they're like, what? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I had, uh, yeah, I had some lamb, I had some beef and I had some 
eggplant and some and other vegetables is really good. I really do miss. And that was kind of cool because the barbecue and a lot of foods they can be standard across the cities, just like in the U.S. But each place has their their own signature dishes, which are really good. Yeah, and with the barbecues, we have barbecues, Chinese barbecues everywhere, but they have different sauces. They yes, make, they, they make different. They make they cook differently. So. Um, um, that's a part of the local culture. If you want to see, and you can taste the different type of sauce they put on their barbecue. And in the hot pot, they they use different ingredients in the recipe, and it's funny. Yes, and I think that's one really important thing that people need to understand when they go to different cities. You need to try the different types of food there because it's really it's a window into that place or city or wherever you're going. And I met so many people, you know. You know, Chinese foreigners, etc. They go to places they wouldn't try a lot of food. No,、nope, I can't eat that. No,、nope, I can't eat that. Well, how about you try? And it's just kind of sad because, yeah, I mean, don't do anything dangerous. Don't eat anything that may, you know, harm you or you know, or worse. But you know, as I say, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. You know, you, whenever you go to some place, you need to put put your biases or put, you know, some of your things that you think are whatever you what, however you want to describe it. You need to kind of set those aside and say, okay, I'm in a different place. The traditions and customs that I follow back home don't really apply here, or don't apply in the same way. So that was my that was my my take on it. I go here, I'll try the food, I'll try all these different things because I'm here.、Yeah. You know, still do. They're still right and they're still wrong, but just try new things. And and food is a is one of the biggest ways to get, to learn about a place. That's a very healthy mindset. I know it's、yeah. just so sad to see how many people don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, especially with the food.、Um, if you're talking about food, food culture, in every nation in Asia, every almost every Asian countries they have special food culture in a very different way. So it's um, it's just um, it worth it at least it worth it for you to take. To just、uh, taste it <laughs> and experience the culture, for sure. So, like, yeah, yeah. So,、um, Asian cultures are basically about food culture. Chinese culture is basically food culture. So, <laughs> pretty much anywhere you go, you you have to eat. That's the you know. And, yeah. But that's and, very important. It's a、uh, one of the most important thing for you to eat in China to think about what you want to eat and to cook. So、um, we make big deal back in China、um, in terms of food, in terms of dinner. <laughs> What do you want to eat for dinner? It's a it's a pretty big thing for family,、um, for family housewife to think about, and for whole family to think about. And we just、uh, yeah attach great importance to that. You know, it's so, not it's not surprising that so many cultures around the world place so much importance on food. And, you know, and. By in every individual city that you go to, you'll see that culture, you know, play, pl- you know, playing out in, in a, a unique way because of what's around that city and the history of that city. So, very, yeah, very well said, and I completely agree with you. But、uh, no, I mean, yeah, my family's Italian, and you know, you go, you come, come to one of our family's houses, you're not leaving the house without eating something. <laughs> That's nice. So that's a that's a, a neat thing, and I think it you know it really definitely you know warms a lot of people's hearts. You know, like oh my gosh, that's so nice that they do that.、But、yeah, 
So, you know, and, you know, Scarlett, we could talk forever about the cities, mm -hmm. you know, in China and elsewhere, but, you know, kind of going through, you know, like, you know, Tianjin, Hangzhou, uh, you know, uh, Xi'an, you know, Dunhuang, Luoyang, uh, Xiamen, uh, Hainan, Beijing, and others, you know, I think there's just so much, and there's so many more we could talk about, but, you know, I think we just want to kind of give a little bit of a, a bit of a taste of just each city and that, you know, cities we've been to or places you've been and I haven't and vice versa. There's just so much diversity and there's so many things you can uncover if you actually go there, as long as you're willing to, you know, take the plunge, have an open mind and, you know, make the, make the most of your time in each place. Yes. Well, Scarlett, I really appreciate you joining me tonight. You know, I'm sure we'll be back to discuss more topics here in the near future. So, you know, um, this has been another episode of International Immersion. You know, please let us know if you have any questions or send us uh, content you li would like us to cover at internationalimmersionpodcast at gmail.com. And as always, you know, travel on and let's hope that Corona disappears soon so we can get back out and travel and explore the world. Yeah. So thank you for having me. I'm very happy. You're welcome, okay. Scarlett. And great to see you. And we'll see you on the next one. See you. Good. 41 minutes. And stop. What do you think? Not bad. It's a lot. <laughs> and